We're bringing you all you need to succeed in the real estate business. It's Spilling the LT, brought to you by Lawyer's Title, telling you what it's really like to work in real estate. about big real estate teams, how they divide and conquer. But first, I'm Tamara Gady, Director of Collin County Sales for Lawyers Title. If you like my content, you're really gonna love my escrow team. So let, reach out to me on any of my social media platforms and let's get a conversation going about your title needs. I'd like to introduce my guest today. We have the amazing Stacy Feltman with the Stacy Feltman Group at Ebby Holiday Realtors. She manages a team, well leads a team, of 13 individuals now closed over 60 mil 65 million in production in 2021 and is on track to do over 90 million in production in 2022. Along with her today, I also have Amy Long, who is her Director of Operations and has been with Amy since 2013, I believe is what we said. 2015, 16, Okay, yeah. so uh, several years now and is an integral part of her business. And then she's recently brought on Phil Simmons, who is her director of business development and is helping her really leverage her time with keeping the team on track with their goals and the strategic plan for the year. So I want to first say thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, you guys. Always happy to have you Absolutely. on the show. This is your second time on the show. So that's, you're going to be a regular. Yes, ma'am. Because you always have some great information are very valuable um, to share with our guests. So I do want to just jump right in if we mm -hmm. can get started. Yes. And uh, I'm going to ask you the first question, Stacy. So as the team leader of uh, Stacy Feltman Group, what, you know, what challenges have, have you had as the team leader as you've grown and how did you kind of overcome them? And obviously that would include the two guests that we Absolutely. have today. But let's talk about your kind of how you got to the point where you had to start leveraging your time and what mm -hmm. did you see in your business that caused you to make these changes? So it starts out, I've always been told that once you make about 10 million in volume, um, you need a personal assistant, a showing assistant, some admin role to help you to stay out on the road and get your business done as they're doing paperwork in the background. Um, that happened within the first year in the business for me. Um, then it, you know, comes down to one buyer's agent. Um, on my team, we say buyer's agents, but I let all my agents on my team be listing agents and buyer's agents because they should get the full spectrum of the whole entire market. Well, and that requires extra training on your part because not every team leader allows their agents to take on listings. Correct. Usually how the structure starts is they come on as a buyer's agent. Mm -hmm. They learn the buy side of the business while the team leader is managing the listing side of the business. Right. And then usually you'll pluck one or two rock stars mm -hmm. that you that can represent you the best Correct. on listings because we all know that's the yes the the high end of the business. And so having your structure mm -hmm. where you allow your agents to work both sides of the business is is a little bit more unique. So I go on the listing appointments with the agents. Okay. So they're seeing the face because I am actually on MLS, would be listing agent one, and then they would be listing agent two. Mm -hmm. So I'm going on the listing appointment with them, setting the expectations with my sellers. Um, and then they kind of shadow me through the whole entire process. I make sure that it's my photography. Amy does all of our listings um, from start to finish. 
um, from the paperwork aspect mm -hmm. to, you know, we have admins um, below us that, you know, set up the photography and put the, the signs out and yeah. everything. So I take away all the admin stuff for them. So they're just kind of shadowing me um, in this market of multiple bids. It's been a little crazy no. trying to <laughs> trying to train them with how we do multiple bid situations and how we present it to the sellers but no they have to learn everything in this business so the first person you brought on to back up a bit mm -hmm. was a business um, manager a business manager so not necessarily a transaction coordinator correct did they did transaction they did for they, you. they did all the transactions they you know did my pop buys they did my paperwork and the work of putting the signs putting the shackles a little bit of marketing they were the go-to person um as mm -hmm. that expanded you know people outgrow their roles um, and I have to diversify. So Amy has been with me basically from the get-go. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I had my integral parts, but I needed someone that, she used to um, run Keller Williams, um, two offices and everything. So um, once we came together, it's, she, she is now director of operations that, you know, she'll tell you a little bit about what she does for me, but she does, all the paperwork, she has a one-on-one -on -one connection with all my agents on a daily basis. So how it transformed was I'm at the top and then I have Phil and Amy below me on different roles, but they are my point of contacts. Now agents, of course, can contact me anytime, but more on a limited emergency, let's put out a fire basis if Amy and Phil can't help them. Yeah, and, I, and, and I'm very proud of you because I've noticed since you brought Phil on board, it's a lot more of ask Phil, ask Phil. Well, Phil's going to make the answer, ask Phil. <laughs> and I knew that you were at the point where you really started to have to leverage your time. Mm -hmm. We talk about balance a little bit because I don't have any, so I don't try not to talk about it too much. But, you know, really kind of capturing, you have a family, mm -hmm. you have two children that are going through school, right? you know, yep. and I have all the Thomas things, College. the cheerleaders and all the things. and. So trying to take back your time so that you're able to spend it where you need to, to travel or mm -hmm. take a break or network. You know, yeah, whatever mm -hmm. it is that you need to do. And um, I'm really proud of you that you've been able to put this structure in place. And I think they're a very great representation of mm -hmm. your business. So kudos to you to, for being able to seek out talent and find talent. So mm -hmm. kind of, okay, so it sounds to me like your challenge as you've gone along has just been managing what's coming at you. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the level of business that you've built has required you to put people in place in your infrastructure so that you can continue to grow, right? So you had asked growing pains. Yeah. Growing pains for my group, because my group is so close. We are a family structure, mm -hmm. is um, when I was smaller, you know, the agents had one-on-one -on -one contact, they would come to me for everything. And now with dividing them off on different things to Amy, to Phil, when I'm away traveling, networking in, you know, different aspects of my business or family, um, they get directed in a different, in, it's a little tough for them, you know, that they don't have their clutches in me 24 yep. seven. Um, but goes on to what Amy does on a daily basis. I yeah. think diversion of power is, you know, and delegating power is important 
when you get to a team of 13 people. Mm -hmm. You know, like when you start out, it is easy to let everybody come to you, but in there's just no, there's just not enough of your time and and it comes down to the, the famous saying time blocking you really do have to time block and i love that you said that <laughs> it's such a huge time blocking yeah thing. i had a little problem with it today but normally i yeah. mean i'm very like I'm I, I live by my calendar yeah mm -hmm. and being very structured is really important so right having that calendar with your time block you know your time blocked and so that you are available if you are needed, but you have two very capable people mm -hmm. here that can help your agents probably well, answer about 95% mm -hmm. of whatever comes up, at least. Yeah, so our group, you know, when you talk about a 24 seven business, we truly are because of our different <laughs> schedules. Um, so by the time Amy or Phil are shutting down, I'm waking up, so she wakes up at midnight or at one, so yeah. I'm on the clock usually, and there's like maybe a two hour like time, time frame, frame that we are not, that everything's closed probably between like 11 and, and 1 a.m. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I've, I, I know that you <laughs> get up at an insane time every morning. So but that's time blocking though, because the, the earlier I wake up, I'm not time blocked out on my calendar so I can get stuff done like that, you right. know? But it's the clients that see the emails or the texts going out and want to respond to me at two or three in the morning. And I'm like, the family's sleeping, like stop. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. this is quiet time. Exactly. But putting in boundaries with not only your, your clients, but also your agents has just become a really necessary part of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about how you find talent. How did you find Phil? <laughs> because I, I think that's, you know, finding talent. I'm, I struggle with that too, mm -hmm. trying to find staff, right? And and unfortunately, I, I feel like the general um, attitude about post COVID is that people don't want to work anymore. And mm -hmm. the, you know, in that, um, those price, you know, the, what you're going to pay somebody for, for right. a, an assistant type position. Mm -hmm. But obviously that's, we're not talking about Phil here, but. Yep. How have you found talent? Because a lot of people struggle with that. So my talent actually is from my group. So I have an agent on my team that used to work at another group and she referred me to Phil. Um, I have other agents that have said, hey, I was on this team with this other agent and she's, you know, closed this much and she wants to be a part of the Stacey Feltman group. Will you, you know, interview her? So I have a lot of agents referring, you know, people. I don't put out ads or anything like that. It's all referral. Okay. Um, and I will tell you, I, I'm a tough interviewer um, of because I said we are family here. So when I interview, it, it's not a guarantee just because you referred me and you're on my team now. And we've had to decline some so yeah. it's us three always going on the interviews so you now three, yeah yes. you're part of the oh, interview yeah. process as well yes every time mm -hmm. well she lucked out when she found me we met each other in the kindergarten classroom correct with our daughters they sat next to each other so and now they're going into eighth grade now yeah so. been best friends since mm -hmm. kindergarten mm -hmm. um so when i say a family i mean <laughs> a lot of us get together outside to you know 
we have to always be discussing the market. So when I say a family, I mean, we're discussing the market outside of the work day. A lot of us travel together with our families. Mm. Um, we become friends. Um, so the agents that come on see that closeness, see that we are a different group and they want to refer us. So that's how we get our talent. Well, and I think it's really important to, as part of finding the talent process is matching people with your culture because, yeah. you know, I've talked about this before on the podcast. Um, I, you know, I have the privilege of seeing the intricacies of how a lot of big teams work. Mm -hmm. And so you can really tell um, the, the team members that have bought in because they don't leave, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you can't guarantee that you're going to keep someone forever, but, um, they at least have some sort of longevity with their team leader. There's mm -hmm. not constant turnover. You're not constantly seeing new people or someone leave and go somewhere else. And so I think that when you talk about your team being a family, I, I know because I've, I'm, I've, I've been a part of what right. you guys have going on for four years now, and, and that is very much how it is. And you guys do travel together and you do hang out together. And I think that speaks very highly about the culture of your team. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you're, find, when you're looking for talent, finding that culture match- It is. It's does have to be as equally as valued to you as finding the person to do the job mm -hmm. because one person that doesn't fit the culture can throw off the dynamic of the team. And so. Right. And that's happened to us before. Has and it? it's, we've had to, you know, take action on that. It just didn't work out and, mm -hmm. you know, and it happens. It's, it's a trial and error type thing. Right. You know? So how quickly are you able to identify, is it, it sounds to me like mostly during the interview process, you're pretty quick to be able to figure out at this point, because you've done enough interviews mm -hmm. and you've had enough team members to be able to identify if someone's going to be a good fit, but obviously nothing's foolproof, right? Mm -hmm. And so do you have, do you, do you have an action plan of how you proceed to make sure that this person comes into the fold or how do you guys rent, how do you guys assess that once somebody comes on board? I would say we usually set up a meeting up front with them and then we go from there all three of us kind of interview them and ask our own individual questions. And then from there kind of goes into, is, is it a culture fit? Will they fit in with our group? Is everything gonna like it? We're not opposed to hiring new agents either, as long as they basically fit in with our criteria of what we're looking for with everything. Um, other than that, yeah, I think it's just like, as long as we like them, they wanna be a part of us and yeah, they can be a part with us. You get enough mm -hmm. of these under your belt, you can click pretty quick with exactly. Yeah, and I mean, part of our you know agreement with the agent is they have to have a closing within the first 90 days. We have never not had even a new agent, and it's more with the new agents um, that Phil undertakes under his wing, but they've all closed a property within 90 days, even in a tough market. Okay, so let's talk about how they do that because okay. you do provide leads to them. I do. And yes. they're also able to work their own business. Mm -hmm. And so they do have multiple lead sources mm -hmm. for them to be able to go out and hunt, hunt as we, as right. we call it. <laughs> and, and, and Phil's in charge of our lead generation, accountability with the agents, um, our CRM and everything. So he follows up to make sure they're doing the process of the SFG way um, to, I don't have time for that. That's why I needed my director of sales on that aspect. Um, 
And so he keeps on them, and you, you tell them what you do That's on a, a daily basis. That's a full-time day. job, Bill. Yeah. It is. It is. I mean, I it's keep, before you job. came on board, I was I, I heard Stacey say on a regular basis, or ask on a regular did you follow, follow up with the, in the pond? It's always yep. about the pond. <laughs> yes. That's where the lead pool is in the pond. And so I, I would, you know, hear her all the time, well, you dropped that lead in the pond. <laughs> and so I think you've got a full-time job ahead of you just trying to set goals and accountability and following up and making sure there's follow through. So, so anytime a lead comes in, I give them 24 hours. And then at that point you have to follow up with them. Otherwise I'm going to start pinging you nonstop until you get basically on the hour and you give me an update on what's happening. Now, the reason I give them 24 hours is life happens. We have kids, you know, we're busy showing houses, listing appointments and everything else. Obviously we want to try to get to that lead as soon as they come in, but things happen. So we understand that as long as they're basically, Following up with them within that first day, we're cool with that. It's just kind of goes on of that. Um, as far as the pond goes, that is a whole ordeal in itself. That's basically a whole. Basically, we, we say we, we basically pond, we basically just we? say cast a net. Just go out to the pond, throw something out there, and see what you go can fish. do. It's just a lead a pool. It's yeah. a, a potential lead. We call it the pond because you know agents that you know aren't converting a lead throw it to the pond so other agents can fish in the pond. Love it. Um, our philosophy is, you know, a client's out there, maybe they don't want a man agent. Maybe they want a woman. So, you know, a man agent on my team can't convert it, but goes into the pond, different personalities. I mean, we have a lot of different personalities oh, yeah. um, that all three of us are dealing with on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Another full-time job. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, you know, good personalities, yeah, though. I mean, we know the agents that need the constant daily accolades. Mm -hmm. um, we have the agents that, you know, want to just talk to us on a daily basis if it's business related or not. Um, then we have agents who don't want to be talked to at all. No, no. <laughs> we do. Yeah. I feel like that's a dangerous yeah. place. You know, uh -huh. yeah. you out there? Yeah, yeah. We, 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 don't, we don't like the rogue agents, yeah. Yeah. you know, but we hear from them when, you know, they have a contract and then they go back and do their own thing. So that's why, you know, Phil's integral part of this business is seeing what they're doing when they're not talking to us, some of them, mm -hmm. um, seeing the ones that aren't producing and wanting to talk to us that aren't doing what they're supposed to do. Amy, let's talk about what you do on a day-to-day -day basis to help <laughs> manage and run the team. Well, Phil's more of like a front-end person, so he's dealing with the leads and them converting. So once they convert them and they go under contract or they get a listing, then that's when I come into play. So I help manage all the listings and putting them in. I help them um, go through their transaction process. I'm well, sounding contract board, to closing, contract yeah. to close, um, helping them with repair amendments, um, reviewing all the documents, all the listing docs, buyer docs, and their contracts, kind of helping them along there, especially if it's in a multiple offer situation and I notice something like they're the option money. Well, we know now that the option money, usually we're seeing a little bit higher. So we've kind of noticed to kind of help guide them to, well, maybe you need to ask them to increase the option money so that way make can win this multiple offer situation. So just if it's certain things that that they do, for instance, we had um, a contract that something was in special provisions. I'm like, you need to go to Stacy's because I'm not, I am not going no, down that rabbit hole with you. You need to go to her. Um, so I'll, that's when, you know, decisions made, let's call Stacy or give Stacy a call or text her. But yeah, I follow everything through the whole process. 
Well, right now in this market, your position is extremely vital because I have talked about this and talked about this. The agent has to know the contract in a way that mm -hmm. they never had to know it before. And things are changing so fast in this mm -hmm. market that adjusting option could be the difference between winning the multiple offer right. and or being making ghosted. sure there's something yeah. checked off properly. And then with the amount of contracts that come in that I see, um, you may have an agent that doesn't that doesn't do as many as another, just certain different periods of time. So I know like there's not a situation that we have not been in that we have not had an experience sure. in. So that kind of helps guide them as well going through the process. So sometimes they get a little um, frustrated or they get a little excited about something or stressed out about something and it's, you know, hang on, we've done this before, you know, it's gonna be okay, let's figure out how to get around the situation or how to deal with the situation, how to deal with the other agent or whatnot. So it's a lot of, um, you know, we're sound boards too um, for them if they just want to get their frustrations out or whatnot, but yeah. And being on a group is mm -hmm. amazing for mm -hmm. these agents. Um, we have the newbies, we have the senior agents and everything, but at the end of the day, I've had senior agents that almost are losing that deal and I have to come in and take over the transaction. We on SFG have never lost a deal. If we're going to the closing table, we're gonna to go to the closing table. Amen. Sister. Yeah, and so, and so, you yeah. know, I've had to take over the client that my agents are not having any more contact because at the end of the day, all the clients are technically mine um, through the group. My name's sure. on the contract sure. and everything as the team lead. So yeah. I need to know that everything is you know, staying out of jail. Yeah, and I think, you know, and we don't have to d deep dive into this. I, I don't I don't necessarily want to go in this direction today, mm -hmm. but I one of the podcasts that I just did um, that's actually airing now, we discussed what an agent should expect from the team if they're going to join a team because they have mm -hmm. to understand what they're getting for their commission split, mm -hmm. okay? Because the commission split on a team is more aggressive than the commission split at just the brokerage, Correct. but also, you know, the, you know, the transaction fee-based brokerages, things like that. So mm -hmm. I think um, you're explaining right now what the team member's gonna get for joining your team. And I think that that in the interview process isn't as translated as much as I think it should be oh, for, we, with a lot of team leaders. Yeah, yeah and I think it it's very, very uh, important. And I think it's really valuable that you guys do take the time to help them understand mm -hmm. that this is, you know, you have your uh, staff, <laughs> staff costs right. and marketing costs and, right. you know, all the things that go into running SFG. Mm -hmm. And I think that, and especially when I was recruiting, it was, it was getting lost. Mm -hmm. You know, some of the other brokerages say, well, we're only going to take this much of your split, you know, and we're, or we're going to only charge you this fee. But oh, it sounds in incredible. It sounds incredible. You know, and, and I'm just throwing out numbers. So, you know, as a sole agent, pretend you make 80 percent of, you know, your split, whatever um, on a group, you might make 60 or 70. But we are paying for listing photos, we're paying for marketing, we're, St Stacy Feltman Group, I mean, I think the stats, I'm, I'm not the stats, he, he does all my <laughs> spreadsheets and everything, but I think it runs around, you know, 
your business, I give you 50%, and then you have to go out to, you know, your referrals, your open house, d different, you know, divisions of where you're getting your business. So that does cost a lot, a lot of, money. of money. Yeah. And Phil's constantly changing around um, where we're getting our leads and stuff to make our group expand. Correct. And but I, what, oh, go ahead. Well, what, you know, as far as talking about groups, and we're here to talk about what makes us us and what you know, why we have the retention that we do. And it's because Stacy, well, she's my best friend too, but she is very kind and she's very generous. And she's very, even though she says she's not accessible, she is very much still accessible. She's the mama, she's the mama bear for mm -hmm. all of us. And as a family, I will tell you, sometimes we all don't get along. I can tell you that, <laughs> but I will tell you, but not all families do. And you and and if we can have our little, you know, spats or little spats, but if somebody from the outside comes in, then that's oh, when I we're like, hold on, you know, then, you know, we got you stand back because, yeah. you know, you and I may, you know, but if somebody comes at you, then we jump and that's why it feels like a family. And she compared to most team leads that she is very generous and what she gives. And I can tell you the splits are probably better. And um, she is giving of the leads in her time and of us and um, just little things like shackles and signs and things like that. I mean, not a lot of team leads and do that. And a lot of times we have agents that sometimes, and I'm gonna say it, mm -hmm. that they um, sometimes think the grass is greener on the other side until they really start thinking about it and they talk to us about it and we stay still do the numbers with them. I'm like, well, you do you get this, this and this? Well, no, it may, they may, you know, sound all these bells and whistles at you, but it's not really, when you think about it, you know, it's grass is not greener. So, you know, creating that culture, creating retention, mm -hmm. making them see value, mm -hmm. understanding what the team leader is going to do for them, not just what are you going to give me, yep. but what kind of person the team leader is. Mm -hmm. All of these are great things for an agent to assess when they're considering joining a team. And I think we'll probably see a little bit of an influx in that and we have because of the way that the market, market. is. But, mm -hmm. you know, <clears throat> I, I've, you're an amazing friend of mine and a great partner to Lawyer's Title and your loyalty is fierce. Mm -hmm. And so I think that is one of the, and your generosity is one of the things that make you, that's just two of the qualities that make you such a great team leader. So uh, kudos to you for you. being able to grow what you've grown and have the, re have the retention and have the culture maintained because I think that that is definitely a day-to-day -day tireless mm -hmm. <laughs> journey that you're on, but you've made it look really, really easy. And so kudos it's to you for not. that. I know it's <laughs> not. I know it's not. We've had we've had a cocktail or two to talk about it before. <laughs> yes. um, Phil, let me, I, I want to kind of dig into you a little bit. So ca can you share with us um, a little bit more of the intricacies of what you're doing to help the team grow? I, you kind of, you know, set accountability and that you're what you do with a lead, but I know there's much more to your job title than what we've talked about so far. Can you share a little bit deeper insight into what you're doing? Sure, so I think that's kind of a two-part question. So from, from the team aspect of things, one of the things that we've done for Stacy in particular um, that we really focused heavily on from the beginning of the year is just her brand awareness, things that we can do to get her face out with more people. And on top of that, also our current clients that we have, getting them to refer us more. So we've been doing a lot of retention with our 
old clients by pop by gifts, doing things, getting them more active in us, then referring us business. Um, the pop by gifts that we do, they're not like, you know, your dollar ice cream scooper. They're actually really nice. In fact, if I remember correctly, Stacy just got an awesome gift back from somebody else here recently from doing those. Oh, I love that. Oh yeah, it was a pretty awesome. Thank you for awesome. a thank you. <laughs> yeah, it was, I was pretty envious of the gift, honestly. It's pretty, pretty good. Oh, okay. It is. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, so we've focused really heavily on reviews lately too. So we've had a lot of people actually focusing on getting reviews and everything else like that. I had someone from Corpus Christi Facebook stalk me, reached out to me and I went on a listing appointment just because she got on my Zillow profile, saw me and reached out to that way. One of our other agents is heavily doing TikTok and social media Oh, I know, Miss Stephanie. So I, oh, yeah. I see her on TikTok all the time. She did a TikTok of one of my favorite realtors in Atlanta, Georgia, Glenda Baker. And so I thought that was a good one. So. I yeah. love so, anyway. Same concept. I'm going to get we're Glenn just, on the show at some point. Uh -huh. and just wait. We're, we're really focusing on that. Our organic growth from people that we have on things. Okay, I love what you're tapping into there. Organic mm -hmm. growth. Because... Mm -hmm. You know, I we you know, they teach you the basics of becoming a realtor is mm -hmm. to to tap into your sphere, but I think your sphere is so much bigger than your hairdresser and the guy that changes the oil, right? It's oh, your yeah. social media platform, and so the brand awareness awareness that you're talking about, social media management, organic leads from your social media platforms, all those are where you have to be now. I mean, and, and Phil will chart all that stuff. So, you know, now I don't have to delve in. He just gives me a spreadsheet or something that I can see where our business is coming from and where we need to go. Oh, I would love to. Where you're going to have to. I want to see that. Yeah. Like, all, He's like, wait, do I have that? And I just kind of sure. want to see what you're doing because I do love exploring what you what my clients are doing, you know, because there's always information in that that we can share and grow from. I'm all send out your spreadsheet, but you know, <laughs> but you know, that's a great with tracking your leads. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many people are doing like where, how did you get to me? You right. know, how did you come to do business with us? Mm -hmm. yeah. So one of the other things that we're focusing heavily on is also, we don't like leads falling through the cracks. So if we're referring them out to one of our lenders, we want to hold them accountable. Like what happened with this lead? Where's mm -hmm. that going? Like where, what can we do to bring this lead back if they didn't buy the house? So we want to basically move forward with those. If they fell through the cracks, we want to know why. Can we get them back? Things along those lines. Um, the second part of that from the actual team growth, actually, I'm going to preface this by saying we have a group of exceptional agents. Every single one of the people on our team are extraordinary at something. I could go down the list of each person and tell you what each person excels at the average person doesn't. I agree So that wholeheartedly. For me, when I came onto the team, I was just blown away. Every single person excels at something. So for me, it was take basically figuring out how can I get these agents from being good to great. So each agent, I've kind of had to focus on, you know, Stephanie, like we were talking about earlier, she's great at social media. Let's let's get her hooked up with the right people to make her go from good to great on that aspect of things. Give a shout out to my boy Brad here. He's <laughs> killing it with investors. You know, what can we do to help him move forward? I might have to have Brad on the yeah. show sometime. No, no. Just figure out what resources we can get to our agents to make them take that next step to be better at what they're already doing exceptionally well. So and you've been a huge resource for that, too. Aw, thank you. I don't always know the answer, but I know how to find people to do. How about that? Um, I think that you sitting down and analyzing each agent's individual business, their strengths, weaknesses, tracking what they're doing, helping them grow in the, in the ways that 
they are naturally going to succeed in. That's a that's something that's a huge deal for you, Stacy, to have someone yeah, on I board mean, that's he, able to do. We have an agent that is bringing commercial aspect into our group that Phil is mentoring right now. Mm -hmm. Yep, well, you've got uh, commercial, and then someone that it's the, is it it's the same person that's same exploring person. land. Yes. Uh, farm and ranch. Absolutely. And I was like, girl. I know, but we have to expand. Yes, we you have do. to be ahead of the times, you know, video, social media, changing from residential to all aspects because we've lost so much business over the years because we didn't have that. We were plainly residential. So we don't want to, you know, we, we want to open up and that's how we're growing. So any last pieces of advice before we wrap up? I'd like for you to give the audience some advice if they're looking to either start or expand on their team. It's kind of a broad topic, but choose however you want to address it. So to make a team, if you're around that nine to 10 million, get an admin, a showing assistant, get you out on the road and have the admin stuff being worked. And then it just... It comes, as he said, the word organically. I mean, as the business is increasing, you're having to hire new people. Um, my, my team, I mean, I have some senior agents that have been in the business and are high producers, but they are on a team for a reason, as we've discussed today. I mean, I am loyal. Um, I will give you the shirt off my back. Just don't take advantage of me and expect it, you know? so. There's team leads out there um, that are friends of mine, but they aren't the face. They're they're sitting in the you know background, and mm -hmm. I never am. I'm always at the forefront with my team. No, you're an amazing leader, and definitely somebody. If 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 you if you're interested in trying to grow a team, or you know, I'm Call sure me. that. Stacy would be more than happy to take a little bit of her time, not too much. Well, she's a very busy lady, but a little bit of her time to share some of her insight with you because, and, and I'm a huge bit believer in masterminding and networking and not recreating the wheel. So, right. you know, and I surround myself, I like to surround myself with people that have that same mentality. So thank you for sharing that same type of, of thought with me that we're all able to grow together and and, it, and the more that we collaborate, the more successful we'll all oh, be. Absolutely. So thank you all for being on the show today. Always a pleasure to see you. Uh, that's another episode. We're gonna wrap up for today. Again, if you like my content, you're really gonna love my escrow team. So let's have a conversation about your title needs. Thank you again for watching another episode and you guys make it a great day. Mm -hmm.